Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? It was terrible. (laughs) Tell me. So I feel like I'm an audience member in that new movie, First Man, with like Ryan Gosling going to the moon moon, and people are getting really nauseous. Like I've whiplash. It's like (laughs) the the, the midterms are coming and people are saying it's going to be a blue wave. And then they're like, no, it's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red wave. And, And then like the second I see a really positive poll... I'm like triggered because it brings back memories of that needle. The Times needle? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the Times needle. needle. The Space Needle. <laughs> well, we're still recovering from 2016. Let's hope this is the uh, the antidote. It's, Just make it end. It's Just... terrible. Just make it end. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. All right, Rachel. It's been a terrible week, but it's also a special week on This Week in Nope for a few reasons. It's so special. I'm like delighted. We always have the best guests. The best. Better than Ellen. (laughs) Better. Oh, yeah. So much better. Better than Jerry Springer. Oh, oh, for sure. Um, This week we have Katie Rossman. She is. Welcome, Katie. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Katie is a writer and an editor at the New York Times style section. She's a yogi. She's a news junkie, a woman of many passions. And uh, we've been friends for a very long time. We have. True story. Um, So finally. And and in fact, when we first realized that this podcast had enough listeners to actually warrant having guests we were just saying katie was on the the very first the list very of our first wish list, list yes of uh along with lady gaga um wow. and andy cohen it is a dream a dream fulfilled <laughs> it is. well thank you for joining us you're going to be chiming in on all the nopes and you'll be we'll be talking extensively uh with you during our yups I look forward to it. But Rachel, before that, we have a special we, announcement. We have a sponsor this week. Um, I want to give a shout out to Starward Whiskey. That's Star Ward, not Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> so Disney, they are not infringing on your IP. Um, Starward Whiskey is from Melbourne, Australia. Home of uh, Please Like Me. Yes. My favorite TV show. With, um, now available on Hulu. Nanette. What's her name? Yeah, with Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby. Yeah. Um, she basically made this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's Nanette's whiskey. They should use her as a spokesperson. Spokesperson, yeah. That's free advice. I don't think she's a capitalist, though. <laughs> so Nova, this Nova whiskey, it's delicious. It's aged for two years it's in wine barrels. It's and malty, and I've already had too much of it. And Yeah, and so here's to you, Australian wine Is it, a, is it wine available on the market? Pioneers. Can you go it is buy it? just coming into the U.S. market. Josh works with them, and um, you can get it here. Yeah, Fantastic. Okay, Star Wars, thank you very much. Let's move on to this week's Nopes. We have an elephant in the room. This is the one topic that, my God, everybody is talking about. The news just kept on flowing in today. It's terrifying. Uh, this is the MAGA bomber. This is the person who has been sending pipe bombs to all of this, seemingly all the Democratic and liberal high-profile people, including but not limited to Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, you've heard of him, right? Uh, Eric Holder, Maxine Waters, John Brennan, CNN. And it was very peculiar because the return address on a lot of them was from Debbie, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. <laughs> I'm sure that she's sitting I'm sure in her, sitting in her Boca Raton compound. <laughs> like making pipe bombs. pipe bombs. That's right. And of course, these people are all like the, the usual suspects on the Sean Hannity hit list. These are all the people that these deranged Trump people think 
think are are controlling the world and are out there. And oh, on the Trump rally tour, this is the short list of everybody he lock mentioned. them up, lock all of these people up. That's yes. a, or second choice, send them a pipe bomb. Enemy of the people, you know, all of it. Exactly. Now, uh, what I thought was interesting, uh, there were a few interesting angles here. So Trump finally came out and said something. He doesn't always right, and when he does say something, you know, about unity, they always say this is the day that Donald Trump became president. So there's like a seventy-two point font uh, headline on CNN.com that says, Trump says political violence has no place in the U.S., as if this is like some sort of revelatory, uh, you know, bold statement. He's the really milk toast bland statement. It's like a wink, wink to the like revolutionary. Right. Or it's at no place in the U.S. Or does it? <laughs> <laughs> and does I think it? he didn't mention any of the people who were subjected to the violence or the threats. Oh, of course not, because secretly very... he thinks they deserve it. And he followed up by saying. This is a bipartisan statement. As if he speaks for both partisans. He was very surprised. (laughs) Now, now the the subtext here, I think, uh, dovetails onto something else that's been going on, which is uh, people say that people like you and me have Trump derangement syndrome. But I think the problem on the right is this Soros derangement syndrome. Yes. Which is, of course, we all know, like a a dog whistle for Mm anti-Semitism. The guy, yes, he has a foundation that supports a lot of liberal causes, no different from the Kochs who have a foundation that supports a lot of conservative causes. The poor guy's a Holocaust survivor. Um, He is in no way sort of extraordinarily evil or, you know, uh, secretive in the way he does his work. It's a foundation. Nor is he very present. Nor is he very present. It's not like he's on page six. He's like not dating like out around. and about. He's, no, he, no, he's a very, very private man. He's not that interesting. He's not an interesting villain. fellow. But what I thought was interesting, and this was all over my Facebook with a few conservative friends that I have, people have been saying that he is behind the caravan in Mexico approaching the U.S. border, that he has been paying off these people, promising them that they will have safe passage if they can just breach the border, the southern border of the United I've States. I've heard this theory. I've heard this narrative. It makes that no what sense evidence- for a thousand in different reasons. Okay, first of all, if George Soros was wanted to positively impact the elections in favor of the Democrats, why would he scare up the Trump people that there's an invasion of, you know, crime-prone Islamic rapists coming from Honduras through Mexico. Surely he has a more direct means to do this. And it's just going to backfire because all it does is it makes the Republicans terrified of this xenophobic, oh, oh no, the Mexicans are coming to get us. Yeah. That's right. So he has no connection to that. I feel like they just sort of default to, oh, it's Soros. And Soros actually was was a recipient of one of these pipe bombs. And I don't. has there been any explanation as, did they think he sent it to himself? <laughs> they think he sent it. Well, no, there was some Republican Republican who was out there, I forget his name, but he was saying that this could not have been the work of any Republican. Why not? This had to have been a Democrat. Why? Because Republicans do not have the capacity to... to like every leading Democrat. It doesn't make any sense. Just like Hillary Clinton is the one who colluded with the Russians so that she can lose it's the election. It's just gaslighting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So this is a terrible story. I feel terrible for everybody who's getting, you know, terrified. Ter- it's terrifying. And thank God nobody's been harmed. I know. I'm surprised that they have No, I hope that by the time you hear this tomorrow morning, they've caught this guy and locked him away uh, and thrown away the key. But until then, no, MAGA bomber, just stop it. Turn yourself in. This is a horrible story. Shut it down. Awful. That is not 
the only terrible story going on this no, week no, in, the, I've been in the elephant category. Um, yeah, you know, last week we just like we were too disturbed and dismayed by the murder of the Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. We wanted to talk about it, but we're like, we can't even attempt to make this witty, not not to mention funny. There's no, nothing witty there's nothing about funny it. about it, and um, it's just disgusting and disturbing. And I just, it was too soon to weigh in. Things were just rapidly developing. And I think now that things, certain things have come out, we must address one thing in particular. Okay, you have, a, you have an angle, you have a hot take. Donald <laughs> Trump's reaction to this fakakta, cockamamie nonsense story. He's been a model. He's been a model of sort of moral rectitude. He saw evil in the world. He saw something uh, violating the American values and he jumped right in. And jumped right in. <laughs> and and what did he say? Well, first he said it was like a credible story, but I just want to back up for anyone who's not been following what's been going on. <laughs> been in on. a Thai yeah, cave. Yeah, he's been in a cave. But so, because Yogi was a journalist. He'd been critical of the Saudi regime, and he was living in self-imposed exile in Virginia. And he went to the Saudi consulate in Istanbul to get some papers so that he could get married, and he never came out. And then at first, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, insisted that Jamal Khashoggi, in fact, did walk out of the Saudi consulate. And for two weeks, they were like, we don't know. He, he left. We don't <laughs> and, know. Th- and then they said that, yes, he died, but he died in a fist fight. In a, right. No, but then they said it was first they said it was a rogue agent and they didn't know what happened. And then they said, oh, no, actually, it was an interrogation gone awry. And this 59-year-old man decided to go up against, like, 15 intelligence agents, one of whom was armed with a bone saw. <laughs> of course. Okay. Who among us that makes, has not I, stared down some, a, a man with a bone saw and decided this would be a great time to start a fist fight? I mean, it's insane. It just defies all logic. But Trump said, hmm, that's a credible story. But then, like, as more and more... Both sides. There's two sides right. to this. That's right. right. Very fine. It's like, well, it's not the same magnitude as Kavanaugh, but, like, it's, uh, you know, he denies it. My friend denies it. So we should give him the benefit right. of the doubt. Right, right. And so then, like, all these Republicans came out saying, this is not credible. This is ridiculous. And so he changed his story. And so in this case, it's not the crime. <laughs> and it's not the cover up. But it's the critique of the cover-up. Okay, so that this is, is beyond so Watergate, not the crime of the cover-up, but this is who <laughs> Donald Trump critiquing the cover-up. Yes. Well, like he it- said yesterday they had a very bad concept. Yes. Yes. So this is the quote. <laughs> they had a very bad original concept, and it was carried out poorly. And the cover-up was one of the worst in the history of cover-ups. And they had the worst cover-up ever. And where it should have stopped is at the deal standpoint. I don't even oh my know god, there's a deal? There's a What's the deal? deal? I, so even this is transactional. It's all transactional. So like, you know, you you kind of expect like repressive regimes like Saudi Arabia to kill people and then paper over. Okay, we have like a deal. A we all know we have a deal excuse. with the devil with them. We need them. They're maybe the least evil people there or the, I, I don't know who they are. No, they're, they're, they're horrible. They're yes. horrible. But like, you just don't <laughs> expect the American president to mock the repressive regime for not for being but so it's, bad it's, at being it's repressive. It's almost like uh, MSB was like putting on a performance, and Trump was like watching from the wings, and he's like, "Okay, okay, I have notes, uh, right? <laughs> Good effort, but I've got I've got a few points." It speaks to the 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 marketing mission of the president. I I think. I mean, he's a he's a genius marketer. Make America Great Again is like the best slogan ever, and it catapulted him to the presidency. And he look he looks at this as 
they had a concept. They sort of, you imagine him, did they whiteboard it? Did they sort of <laughs> no, that's far too organized. <laughs> but there's something so, this is how he sees the world. Of course. And he imagines It's that, transactional. And the reason he can't speak out against this is that they buy a lot of our arms. And he's very yeah. upfront about that. He doesn't pretend that we have any moral I, high ground here. It's true. I thought the use of the word concept was very revealing yes. of the way that he processes information. And, and they... They he perhaps had less criticism about the crime initially, but when he saw the botched rollout of this presentation <laughs> of the reality show, of he that, saw himself that, in it. Right. Yeah, that that this it wasn't that this it wasn't well done. Was when and he became the- more critical. That's what I saw, and right. I thought it was very actually all joking aside. That I was like, this is a moment he's giving us access to the way that he actually processes. It's this sociopathic stuff. and completely lacking in empathy, and so cynical and just just very very cynical and just marketing. Just but, sort of but what's the? Are we surprised? Nope. No, we're not. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. No. Okay, let's move on. This has been a very serious few elephants here. Uh, okay, I think we should I move on to like other to other wacky level. parts of the world. Let's go. I've got take a China there. spectacular. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a Chinese company has announced this week ambitious plans to put a fake moon into space <laughs> to brighten the night sky, but only in Chengdu. Okay. Wait, how do you have, is it like a geo, what's that called? Geosynchronous orbit, orbit, so that there's just a moon that's it's just over Chengdu? It's a tight orbit, yeah. So, so we know about this project because there's a man named Wu Chung Feng, and he's the chairman of an organization called, <laughs> wait for it, the Chengdu Aerospace Science Institute Microelectronic <laughs> Systems Research Institute wow. Co. Limited. I bet because he, the more words you have, the more impressive it is. I bet he was able to get that URL. Right? <laughs> 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 .com. <laughs> so he was speaking at an innovation conference. Okay. And this I is have, nothing if not innovative. No. <laughs> right. A long name. This, this reeks of Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. He's going to start a moon. So for him, the idea had been, he, like he said, the idea had been in testing for a few years and the technology is like now ready to make it happen. How do you happen. test a moon? I, like it, it's binary. Either there's a moon or there's either not. Either there's a moon in the yeah right but they're gonna launch it by 2022 and so basically the the artificial moon it works like a mirror and it reflects the sunlight back that's how the the actual moon's moon works right so mr Wu (laughs) said it would reflect sunlight across an area between 10 and 80 kilometers with brightness eight times that of the real moon wow so then we asked be blinded it'll be like sunlight in the middle of the night yeah why are we doing this why are they doing it is it like a stunt or is there some sort of like military industrial i mean they're the chinese are building islands in the south china sea why not the moon they want to save money on street lights (laughs) by putting a fake they're like let's think of the best way to save money on street lights how about we launch a fake moon into the sky that will only is it gonna be like daylight how are people gonna sleep people are gonna have like circadian rhythm disruptions we've talked about this before how animals circadian rhythms are changing that's right 
And this is going to disrupt that even more. It's called light pollution. It's light pollution. Wow. This is like daylight savings time is going to be like, this it's is the ultimate daylight really, savings it's time. It's going to be really good for tourism, going back to the whole Instagram thing. You know, people are going to want to go and have their picture. Their right. There's going to be more hours for people to like fall into the street moon. with their Gucci bags and their diamonds. Yeah, there'll be like a romance movie, like under the Chengdu moon. Chengdu <laughs> moon. And on that note, no, no. China, just no. call this. Just no, just come back to Earth. Shut it down. No. <laughs> okay, on a much more um, American topic. So I was driving on the New Jersey Turnpike the other day, oh. as you do. As one does. As one does. And, uh, you know, they have billboards. There's actually like a lot of anti-abortion billboards. It's weird. You think New Jersey's a blue state. But no, there's a, a, you know, a lot of billboards. And I saw one that caught my eye. And it was a guy drinking water. And it was for a new brand called H2 Bro, which is a special brand of water for bros. Of course it is. <laughs> so, of no. course, I just shut it down no. there. <laughs> it sounds like Broga, you know? Bro- Broga. <laughs> so, I, of course, I went and researched this company, uh, perhaps thinking that I might, um, might invest. Partake. <laughs> partake or invest. And it's ECB, and it's called Eat Clean Bro. And it was founded by Jamie Giovinazio. Um <laughs> And of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> He's a husband of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh, I think it's like uh, Teresa's 15th husband. Yeah. So um, they ha- and it turns out this is just water is just the beginning of their brand. It's just the loss leader. They are a meal kit brand, just like Blue Apron or any of the other Fakakta ones, right? And uh, they have based their uh, their entire meal kit brand on science, on bro science, um, which is about eating clean, living the good life, just like they do in Jersey. So um, they've really uh, made it easy for people to live their best life. Okay, to be, so how to do be they best. do that? <laughs> okay, so they have this meal delivery. They make it super easy. There's free delivery within 15 miles of, of, uh, area, of zip code 07728. And that's the only place you can get it? <laughs> and in case you're wondering where that is, that is Freehold, New Jersey. Oh, the epicenter. <laughs> of the corporate headquarters influencing. of Eat Clean Bro. Um, they have all kinds of things. So they have, uh, and, and if you order enough, you can get bro points that you can redeem. Uh, they have buffalo shrimp, which is 11 bro points. They have something called the bro science meal, which is skinless, <laughs> boneless chicken Friends, breast with sweet potatoes. I can't no, no, no. There's so much more. There's so I think much I more. Need to do a they, story they, about they have a catering division and they have a testimonial for it. Uh, someone had a, a fantastic experience uh, catering the all female Jose Heishi uh, Jiu Jitsu camp in Philadelphia. They have merchandise. You can get, uh, well, they, if you go to the merchandise page, it's like Hooters, basically. It's like women in tight little tops that say ECB, E Clean Bro. Um, but they have a deeper mission and the deeper mission is they have embraced the ethic of no fap, no fap, no fap. What's fap? N O F A P. Fap is basically male masturbation and the, 
I was not expecting you to say that. And the, and the premise here is that if you're eating clean, you do not need to supplement your manlyhood with any sort of self-pleasure. This is, and this is like a no-fat. This is like the incels. It's a no-fat movement. And ECB has embraced the no-fat movement. They have videos on YouTube about it. It's one and the same. It's part of a whole wholesome, healthy lifestyle. I don't get it. What? I just, I don't understand. So, so no masturbation is the way to To eat clean and drink bro water. You mean it doesn't make perfect sense to you? I (laughs) can't imagine why this company has an IPO yet. (laughs) So this company is isolated to freehold New Jersey. (laughs) Okay. I think this company is meant for people who were born without a frontal lobe. (laughs) It's like not for bros. Like, if you read the if you read the like about the team, it's actually quite charming. Um, what's his name? Jamie Giovatsinio Judice is actually very charming. Um, but it was it, it was shocking. It was alarming to me. I was a little traumatized. Um, and uh, it was only after I found the no fab agenda that I realized that there was more than meets the eye here. <laughs> I just don't see why that has to even factor into it. Like, <laughs> no, like, you have to like does Blue Apron talk about that? No. <laughs> They're pro-fap. They're pro-fap. <laughs> um, and then, just to, just to wrap this up, I continued on the New Jersey Turnpike, close to exit 7A, where Great Adventure is, Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, they had a billboard for the Great Adventure uh, Fright Freak Fest, which we discussed on this podcast. We broke that. We that- broke that news. Uh, and it was in Texas. And I guess no, it was that in was, St. Louis. It was in St. Louis. So I guess it was like sort of a test plan where six people, six people six have to stay in the coffin for 30 hours for the chance to win their share of $300. <laughs> So it's coming to New Jersey, just like Thank ECB. God. No, no, no Jersey Turnpike, ECB, no FAP. Shut Never it down. Never drive on the Jersey Turnpike <laughs> Don't again. ever do it again. I'm no. taking the local roads. Shut it down. Uh, speaking of Halloween costumes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, as an avid reader of the New York Post, uh, I was... Uh, perusing the uh the out and about section okay which i didn't even know they had um and it made me realize that we at this week in nope we are soothsayers we are trend spotters we, we are. are we are ahead of every single we, trend. our fingers on the pulse they had an article about how every hip halloween costume is taking its cue from the news um, but I would argue that what they're doing is taking their cue from this weekend. No, because they I'm totally going to tell are. you the costumes that they say are the hottest costumes. Number one is the Banksy costume, which is somebody actually standing there with girl with a balloon <laughs> that is being <laughs> shredded uh, in front of them. And the way to get this, to make this, is you have to, there's a lot of DIY. You have to buy the frame, you have to buy the little shreds, but um, you can buy a girl with balloon poster pre-shredded from walmart.com oh so it's available you can actually do this and make your own but you need an auctioneer (laughs) to accompany you i think you could do it uh without an auctioneer (laughs) then then there's the goat yoga costume which is really will love this there's just just a little uh you know stuffed goat on your back (laughs) (laughs) yeah at least make it a real goat yeah what's so hard about getting a real goat there's they're everywhere these days they're on the subway tracks (laughs) They're running loose in Montana. They're the new chicken. Um, They have Cynthia Nixon's bagel schmear. 
Um, a cinnamon raisin with yes, locks. Yes, as they call it, the sandwich that th- that launched a thousand New York nightmares. <laughs> so they tell you how to make this. There's like little scraps of fabric that you can get from like Michael's Crafts and things like that. But they're at a little bit of a loss as to how to get the raisins. So they just tell you to uh, print them out and cut them out from the internet. So you've got all this fabric and then you cut out little paper raisins. The raisins is like the least of the <laughs> problems with this costume. I don't know how they get this. I'm looking at a picture. I don't know how they get the locks. It's a remarkable <laughs> color and it's quite realistic. So life realistic. And then the best one, I think, is that um, they have Elon Musk's uh, red Tesla Roadster that was launched into space. Oh, um, right. That is now approaching Mars. Uh, and it's a little space girl in there with some sort of solar panel and a Tesla logo and a little car. Matt and what Damon I find remarkable is that you can make this with ingredients that are strictly from Party City and from Staples. Wow. So Staples should be marketing themselves because God knows what else people buy at Staples nowadays. They should be marketing themselves as the location to get your red Tesla uh, astronaut uh costume that seems like a lot of work <laughs> and i Who feel like it's the, it's the moms doing a lot of that i mean i'd be the one sewing those raisins on how do you feel do, do grown-ups in your offices come to work in costumes i don't know i haven't been in my office on <laughs> how about at the yet? new york times <laughs> is the new york times riddled with bagel schmear costumes <laughs> i don't think so okay I, I mean i'll tell you november 1st remains to be seen yeah, you to haven't seen. seen it in the past you don't recall i don't recall a lot of halloween costumes necessarily okay so um, no so so aj's gonna be wearing ninja turtles yes you may be wearing that as well to match yeah he wants me to be shredder Oh, I don't know. What is that? Another it's the evil villain. Okay. That... Well, good. Stick to that. Those are appropriate, age appropriate things. Do yeah. not be a cinnamon raisin bagel schmear. It was bad enough we had to live through it the first time. Do not be a bagel apple bagel emoji, which is even no. worse. Do not be a lender. Just don't be a bagel. Just shut. Up. No, no. Just no. Like... It's not a flattering costume for anybody. You're supposed to be like sexy on Halloween. Yeah, you yes. can't be sexy. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no bagel costumes. Raisin. Shut it down. But. But since you got me started on Elon Musk, I have another oh, Elon. It's I got you started on Elon Musk. You don't use any you excuse insist. to talk okay, about there's Elon no, Musk. There's no grimes in this uh, particular one. But uh, we all know that Elon Musk, uh, among his many entrepreneurial ventures, is uh, the head of the Boring Company, which wants to bore holes underneath metropolitan areas to make uh, available sort of super high-speed subway trains where none may exist before. Or smuggle drugs. Or smuggle <laughs> drugs or Teslas. Um, so he just announced that the first tunnel is going to uh, be opened under L.A. on December 10th, and he's going to have the next day free rise to the public, and it's under the SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne, California, and it's going to move at speeds up to 150 miles an hour. And so that it's like a train? It's like there? a train. It's okay. like a super maglev kind of thing. They say it works on skates. But the the reports of this left out one critical detail because i don't know is this thing like a three foot like demonstration or you know what is it it said that the uh the tunnel is of quote indeterminate length yeah that's so, <laughs> my question the one thing you'd be able to determine seems to be the long, length it's how long this Wait, tunnel. where is this it's in hawthorne california underneath their headquarters so i guess he didn't disclose wouldn't you need permits wouldn't you have to file something so he just like bored a hole underneath SpaceX shouldn't there be like piping or cable or something like that you or can't like just engineering regulations no, like i no. guess if you're elon musk you just dig a hole and and you don't have to tell anyone how 
how uh, long it is. How long it is? Or No. And how about the people getting on? Do they know? Are they going to be on for three seconds? Are they going to be on for three days? They could wind up in Mexico enjoying the caravan. They have no idea. They have no idea. They could get stuck. They could. But then (laughs) Elon Musk has a submarine that he developed to get them out. Run by a pedophile. (laughs) So, okay. No, so he needs to disclose all these. I'm not getting on this thing until I know exactly how long it is. Oh, I don't trust this This thing. This is not the last of his antics this week. So, first of all, there's one other uh, technological innovation. He's uh, bought another little house in Hawthorne, California, and he's making a... um, a sort of elevator down where you can take your Tesla and it 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 drops you down 140 feet into the like mantle the of, the of the earth <laughs> for purposes of trans uh, transporting or getting on this thing or driving and it it's just like takes two seconds and you go in. I think it's called just like pushing something into a hole. But this is an elevator that goes down 140. I feel feet. like he's just gonna like put Grimes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there was any surprise that he smokes pot. I mean, this is obviously this is he sits so... there smoking pot. He's like, let's put a hole under <laughs> the ground and let's, oh, have yeah. a, let's make a train that and the, goes and my, an indeterminate length. <laughs> my final Musk item today is uh, Tesla Kila. So this started with uh, he just trademarked Tesla. Tesla Kila. Josh told me about this okay, right when because he's trade, in the booze industry. He, he right? was horrified. So uh, this started as an April Fool's joke. He tweeted a picture of him passed out with bottles in front of a Tesla. Oh, like the Chinese meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He started that as well. Um, and he said, "Okay, this Such is Tesla Kila." So we of course decided to trademark it. There are all sorts of celebrity tequilas. George Clooney just sold his for a billion dollars to Diageo. Yeah, yeah, to Diageo. So there's big money in this but the analysts of tesla stocks think this is a good thing it could actually help bolster the stock price because when there are automated vehicles you fully self-driving vehicle you can drink and drive what could possibly go wrong, wrong. <laughs> okay so no elon musk like you're just like you've already become a parody of yourself but don't put other people in danger do not put them into a tunnel of un- indeterminate length do not drop them down a hole in their car certainly do not get them drunk on your brand name tequila no. and then put them in a self-driving car and just because you're living in a simulation does not mean that the rest of us is no. living in a simulation no 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 elon shut it down no those are our notes for this week. Now's the part of the program, the podcast, when we have to. We have to grasp for some yups. Luckily, we have a delightful guest here who's going to supply us with some of them. Rachel, I'll let you uh, lead into this. Yeah, so um, Katie this week had a follow-on to a story that ran last week about a thing called sugar dating. Okay. And the broader thing with this sugar dating thing is we've been talking about the Me Too movement and how it's affected celebrities, but it really affects regular everyday people in ways that are even crazier than we could These are not things we, we would know about unless there were intrepid journalists who were actually following up on these things, uncovering mm-hmm. these stories and following up on them. Right. And it was a story that was, a you know, it appeared in the style section and then it unleashed a torrent of other stories and resulted in a two-part expose. So I want Katie to sort of give us some background on what this sugar situation is. (laughs) Here's the sitch. Here's the sugar sitch. Well, so sugar dating in its, when it works well. In its purest form. (laughs) In its its, its high fructose. Yes. In its sugar cane form is uh, wealthy 
older men, and it usually is men, we don't hear a lot about sugar mommies, um, who get paired up with young women, sometimes men also, but but mostly it's older men with sugar babies, younger women. And the idea um, that is sort of marketed and branded is that there's this trade of companionship for pampering. Um, and what my story focused on was this site called seekingarrangement.com, where the the sugar parents... <laughs> Sugar right parents. Where the sugar, adoptive parents, yeah, foster the, parents. Sorry, the so. sugar parents pay a hundred dollars a month and sometimes more for premium services. But a hundred dollars <laughs> a Pro month. Now they do. There's the diamond diamond members. Oh god. But the but the but the regular members pay a hundred bucks and they get and then the women, the sugar babies. Um, join for free in much the way that you let a woman into a bar for free and yep. charge a man cover. Um, so our story focused on this um, one young woman who, in a, a moment of financial desperation, goes on this site and she meets a couple of men and they take her to coffee and give her 200 bucks here or there. But she's really struggling. She's moved to New York City like many young women do, thinking it's going to be glamorous and fabulous. And all of a sudden she's living in an apartment in Jersey City and realizing that her degree from Eastern Connecticut State University isn't going to land her necessarily. I'm I'm the sure there's... Yeah. 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 Um, and so... She meets some guy and he tells her this great story. This is um, the J slash. J. So his, his name on the site is Jay. Then when they connect on the phone is he really wants to talk on the phone, which is unusual in often men want in to the sort sugar of, yeah. society. Sugar yeah. <laughs> sugar ecosystem. In the in the Landscape. sugar plantations, whatever <laughs> it is. Um so they get on the phone and he says that he's looking for a regular arrangement. And part of the reason he's looking for a new person is because his previous long-term sugar baby, thanks to his largesse and the money that she was able to save through their long-term relationship has gone to graduate school. Oh, Oh, Um, it's a mitzvah. It is. She's, uh, she is, um, upwardly mobile and she's sort of left his. She's flown the coop. She's flown the coop. And so he's looking for someone new and, um, he'd like her to possibly be the new person, but for the way for them to really figure this out is to meet in a hotel room, obviously. Of course. That's how I get to know yeah, people. Yeah. And, you know, she should bring a friend. As you do. <laughs> yes, like, cause. When- how could you possibly determine if this yeah. is going to be a without long-term knowing, relationship you can without judge people by who their friends yeah, are? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but the previous sugar baby has been something of a personal assistant to him. He says, and she handled all the details, and she would get the hotel rooms, and he would pay her back for everything. So she's at paying once. it forward, basically. Yeah. So he wants her to get the hotel room. Pay for it. Get a friend who he's also going to pay at least a thousand dollars. No, wants, and he wants them to get blowouts. He and wants them a to go lip. to Dry Bar. This is like the thing that was very, I thought the oddest thing. He said he wanted a smoky eye and a nude lip. I'm like, how does it, <laughs> how does it combine those two things? I love it and up to. And who knows? <laughs> who knows? Like what? What like man who's so. 
He like, knows what he wants. He's a sugar daddy. He knows what that, he wants and yeah. he has the money to pay but for he it. But he also he said he wanted a smoky eye and a nude lip and a blowout like the girl next door. What girl yeah. next door <laughs> has those three things? Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it depends where you live. But all right. So anyway, they... she. This woman says fine and they meet in the hotel room and she says pay up front. She thinks she's being all like badass and whatever. Pay up front. So he says, I want to pay you through PayPal because I can write it oh, off. Oh, never an go for the PayPal. And he has her downloaded and, you know, she says, he says, see, it says processing. That means I'm paying you. Then he says, everybody turn their phones off. So they turn their phones off. They have sex with him. He says, I'll text you about next time. This is going to be a great weekly sort of thing. And they all leave. And then this woman gets on the subway and looks at her phone and sees that the PayPal request has been ignored. And then this guy totally ghosts her. So she was the sugar mommy. She paid for him. So she, she paid, paid for him. She paid for him. So not And the blowouts yeah. and, the, and the nude lift. So yes. what was the reaction like for this whole story? Well, so then she she makes it her life's mission to find this guy, and she does. And it's this incredible oh, really? caper. The story is <clears throat> as much... I mean, part of the reason I was so taken with it is because it's got this caper element, and you have so many surprising twist where you have like this woman who you're reading this and you're like how could you be so dumb how could you be so dumb and then you're like oh my god you're brilliant how could you be yeah. so smart after the story posted we heard from a lot of women who not only said generally me too but they said this guy did the exact who you same didn't name in the me. first story but we then did, you did in the second we one we did not name him in the first story for a variety of reasons including that you know, we just weren't sure necessarily what the the public service was in naming him. When we then found out that he, he was, was like a serial predator, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we did name him. And well, thank you for pers- persisting in your reporting. Yep, and to doing you. The even though you can't determine who's good or bad, you're good. You saved a lot <laughs> of women the trouble of interacting with, with J slash Ron <laughs> at J Street Metro Tech <laughs> Station. Yes. yes. So good for you. That thank is- you. Yeah. Okay, Katie, I also want to talk to you about another project that you're working on. I got an email from you last week about the newsroom. So tell us about that. Well, so I am taking a week off from the New York Times and the week before the election, I'm hosting a series of current event discussion groups that I'm calling the newsroom. And it's just an important moment, I think, to get people in a room, not looking at their phones to talk about the news, their opinions about it. Um, We are so siloed and so separated. And when you are in a room with someone, it does require a certain amount of civility, maybe not um, as much as we wish. But there when you're looking someone in the eye, you have to listen. um, And you can be heard as well. And so I'm hosting these sessions called the newsroom, I sent out a bunch of emails to people I've been thrilled and shocked by the response uh, we are almost at capacity um, but if anybody is interested yeah, how do we uh, how, how do, do we, we find if out? you want to try to sign up go to the newsroom.nyc 
or look for me on Instagram at at the dot newsroom. And even if you can't get into a session, which is increasingly unlikely because we really are close to full, I'll be doing newsletters which share some of the stuff that go on in the sessions. And um, I hope it's a exciting and optimistic experiment in live journalism. Well, thank you for That's, doing that. And I think we have one finally up here, which is a little bit of a personal one. Yes. You mentioned an Instagram account that's very socially relevant. We have one that may be even more socially relevant, and uh, it has personal meaning to you. Why don't you tell us about this one? Um, there's an Instagram feed called Bubby Feynman, B-U-B-B-E-F-E-I-N-M-A-N. Like your Bubby. Like, like your, your Bubby, yeah. your grandma. And it's a grandma from Boca Raton, Uh, who plays Mahjong, who enters brisket (laughs) competitions. And it's pretty genius and hilarious. And I say that... There's a catch. Not only because it's written by my 12-year-old son, (laughs) but because it really is. And it's incredibly funny, and we sort of can't believe the stuff that he comes out with. And it's my favorite thing on the internet Absolutely. and you should check we'll, it out. We'll link to it. Um, is there a world you can maybe read one of the posts? Because I think it's it was very funny from before. Bubby? From Bubby Feynman. I think that we should. And the the profile picture is of your son like dressed up like a Bobby? It, no, it's a Bobby. It it's, a Bobby, Bobby? That, it's a Bobby that he found. Okay. And we, you know, <laughs> we, found, we are very found careful. <laughs> we are very careful about Infringing copyrights. The light rights. Okay, what does Bubby have to say today? Okay, um, so here's here's one. I'm just grabbing it. I'll read it very quickly. The Sisterhood Instagram challenge today was to rate your firstborn child. It's an odd request, <laughs> but one I've desperately wanted to fulfill since the day I found I was out. I was pregnant. My first child, Noah, was born April 1975. I was very old when I had him, almost 32. But thankfully, he was a healthy baby boy. Here's my rating. Noah Shapiro Feynman. Oh, the first descendant Bubby ever had. When I saw him, I had my doubts. After all, he did didn't cry during his bris. He grew up with a private school education when he was 11, demanded to go to public school, which I couldn't understand at all. He ended up at yeshiva and he dropped out to work at a hair salon in Vienna. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't see him for a year until he contacted us to say he was going to Harvard Law School. For the first time, I was proud of him. Then, two minutes later, he told me he had a girlfriend, a shiksa. Maybe she was a relative of Charles, Rachel's Gentile husband. Anyway... He graduated when his girlfriend became pregnant with another student's child. She broke up with him. Serves him right. He moved to Stockbridge where he met Nora Hofstein. Once they met, they were inseparable. Then they got married and had Deborah. I was so happy to have a grandchild. He is good at babies. I rate Noah a seven. He's I like, don't like, oh my no, God. No, we cannot top no, we that. Cannot that was the that. ultimate yep. we've ever had on this weekend. Nope. Thank you. I almost feel good after that. I almost feel <laughs> almost. good. Every Everybody, follow Bubby on Instagram and anywhere else. He's going to be on stage and screen. He's our finest living actor. <laughs> Basically. Basically. He'll be on the SNL regular cast soon enough. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a terrible, terrible week, but 
uh, Katie, you've been a fantastic guest among our fi- perhaps our finest, our finest certainly, guests. absolutely. Yes. Um, Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had a lot of guests in a row, and I think we're going to have go back to some classic nope, just the two of us for a little while, and then we'll have some then spectacular we'll have some guests. guests coming in at the end of the year. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please go rate, review, subscribe. Only rate us if you're going to give us five stars. Otherwise, go find something better to do with your time. Until next week, this has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down.